You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. I left us on a cliffhanger, Nick, and it's because I have a very, <laughs> I have a very important question for you about what you were just talking about because I, I kind of disagree. Because I And I know George Payton, he's supposed to speak here soon. Nathaniel Hackett, players in the locker room, they're all going to say, hey, this what, we're not giving up on the season. you know. And, and I don't think the players are, and I, obviously I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is, but I think George Payton's going to come out and say, hey, we still believe in this team. We can win without Bradley, like blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing, though, Nick. Let me ask you this. If the Broncos are five and three right mm-hmm. now, the, the Dolphins are five and three. The Broncos are five and three. You think they make this trade? I think they heavily consider it because think about the things that we do know, right? Bradley Chubb did not have a deal in place at this particular time. And from there, all, all their accounts is that they didn't know if they were going to be able to sign him back. Because if they were, a deal would have been done. Think about what happened last year this time when the Broncos were on the bot. Two players, not one, just two players received extensions. Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. And we thought that that was going to be unheard of because maybe the Broncos were going to move away from one guy and keep the other guy. But they end up keeping both guys. So you have to figure that that kind of factors in that even though I know that Tim Patrick in training camp kind of restructured his deal to free up some more money. But at the same time, that is something in the back of your mind that you have to think. When you look at players, do they have value, right? And do you want to allow them to walk out of the door? So if Bradley was allowed to walk out of the door after this season, now the Broncos still get the third-round compensatory pick. So now he's walking out. He's not technically walking out of the door. They traded him. So now you get the first-round pick. You get uh, a pick in uh, 2024, fourth-rounder. 2025 a fifth rounder and you get a potentially uh third compensatory pick third round compensatory check pick for Bradley Chubb to me that's not that's not really bad when you really when you think about it you lose a player that was a key cog in your defense but as you try to move forward and you think about the guys that are going to be free agents and how you have to try to make this team better you got to try to start with those draft picks and one thing we know about the draft picks one that it's not always a guarantee that they're going to be a perennial pro bowler, but more importantly, they're cheap. If they're six and two, do you make the trade? You think about it. Once again, you, 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 you're thinking about this because if they're six and two, you have to ask yourself, is there, is there a deal in place for Bradley Chubb at that time? And I've said it before. I say, look, at the team played Jacksonville on Sunday, I said, well, there's a way around this whole situation. If Russell Wilson said, hey, look, I want to keep my core guys together. I'm willing to restructure my deal, right? 
to try to keep Bradley Chubb here. Now, from a monetary standpoint, you still keep Bradley Chubb intact. You just don't have any, you know, draft picks that they have now. So that's what you're asking yourself. Are the draft picks really important or was it the money? And, and it appears as though it was the draft picks at this particular point. Yeah, it's tough for me, man, because I think if they're sitting at six and two, I, five and three, I think they probably still do this deal. But if they're sitting at six and two, seven and one, eight, no, uh, it's going to be really tough because all of a sudden you say, man, do we really want to give up one of our best players when we're, we're playing really good football? We're, we're going on a run. We feel like we can make the playoffs. Maybe we can make a run at this thing. Do you really want to give up one of your top players? But like you said, Nick, I mean, you know, it's tough because you do need the draft picks uh, and you didn't know what you're going to do with him financially. Maybe you could have franchise tagged him. I think that's probably would have ended up what, 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 what would have happened is you say, oh, well, we'll just franchise tag him and then you can trade him next year if you wanted to. Um, but we also know George Payton, the way he operates, he loves to have a lot of picks. He's talked about it before. The more darts you get on the dartboard, the better chance of, of hitting that you do with, with other guys. And, and, and like you said, the money is also important in terms of who they're going to pay. So maybe they do this trade, maybe they don't, but I do think it's interesting to think about if this team wasn't three and five, uh, you know, would they have maybe made a similar move? But Nick, I, I wanted to hit on. The one guy we haven't talked a lot about in this trade is Chase Edmonds, who they bring in from the Dolphins. I like him. I think he's a good running back. He's a guy that I thought the Broncos were high on a few years ago. Uh, you know, oddly enough, was the same draft as Bradley Chubb, I believe. Uh, obviously, uh, he's been in Miami. I believe he also played. I'd have to look up his stats, but I believe he played with the Cardinals for a bit. Yeah. Um, you know what? What's maybe your thoughts on Chase Edmonds, and what does this mean for the running back group? Because now you look at the running back room. And they've got uh, four running backs that weren't even on this roster to start the season in Latavius Murray, uh, Marlon Mack, uh, Zigbo, Devon Zigbo, yeah, and now uh, Chase Edmonds. So it's an interesting room there. Also, you now have also still Melvin Gordon, who I thought might get traded as well today, but he did not. So what do you make of, of, of this trade as well? Well, it's a very interesting trade for a lot of reasons, and it has to do with how many packs you have in that room. And to be totally honest, Zigbo has been up and down off the practice roster. And that's because, I mean, right now they don't see him as being a guy that they can incorporate into the offense. He was more or less a reserve guy just in case someone gets injured, but also a guy to play special teams because I don't recall Marlon Mack Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray running down on kickoff. So none of those guys were going to do that. So you need Zigbo for that. But the the acquisition of Chase Edmonds, it does make things interesting. And especially not just for this year, but as far as uh, next year is concerned too as well. Because when you look at a guy like Javante Williams, this, his style of play, how physical he was, he's going to be coming off an injury that's uh, it's kind of, you know, never repairing his knee. So you don't know what that's going to be like. Will there be scar tissue? Will there be setbacks? So you need someone that you feel as though you can depend on rolling into 2023 because Latavius Murray on expiring deal. Melvin Gordon, expiring deal. Uh, Marlon Mack, expiring deal. Mike Boone, expiring deal. Now, that's not to say that the Broncos would not try to return this, retain the services of some of those guys, but that's why this whole situation with Chase, Chase Edmonds makes this thing so, so interesting. And Knowing as though Hackett came from Green Bay and he's implementing the similar version of that, that offense, not the exact one, just think about what he had there. 
right? I mean, you, you had Aaron Jones, who was your slash and dash type of guy. And when you think about what Chase Edmonds was with the Arizona Cardinals, that, that's the type of a player he is, and that's what Mike McDaniels thought he was going to be being with the Miami Dolphins. So now the Broncos get a guy who's very versatile, and we get a chance right now. We get a chance to see with the Broncos having two weeks off, what kind of uh, mad scientist, creative mind, Hackett and Justin Allen can come up with, come up with because you have backs on your team that have all at one point started and were real productive. So let's see where this takes this run game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Chase Edmonds. Like I said, uh, this year he's he's rushed 42 times for 120 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, so not not a ton of production, but he's also he was also not the number one guy there uh, in Arizona last year. He had his best season, 116 rushes for 592 yards uh, and two touchdowns. He's also a guy that uh, has been pretty good out of the backfield. Uh, last year he had uh, 43 receptions for 311 yards. Uh, no touchdowns this year. He had 10 receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. So he's a guy that can do some different things. Like you said, I think it's also a future thing, right? Uh, where you you have a bunch of guys that are probably not going to be back next year. Like I, I don't anticipate them bringing back Latavius Murray. Um, you know, I think that Mike Boone's a guy that could maybe get re-signed on a short-term deal. Um, obviously, Javante Williams is is injured. Uh, I don't know if he'll even be ready to go by the start of next season. So you can have a Chase Edmonds kind of start next season and be the guy uh, for a couple of games until Javante's healthy. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, I don't anticipate being back. Uh, and that's what I wanted to ask you about, Nick. And then I have a question after this as well about, about the, some of the trades that happened today and, and, and some of the trades that didn't happen. But when you saw Chase Edmonds was a part of this deal, did you react like I did and say, well, maybe Melvin Gordon's on the trade block? Cause I, I know we had previously heard that, you know, with Javante being out, you know, they need Melvin and they'd like to keep him around. Uh, obviously, he's played a lot more the last couple of weeks than he did against the Chargers three weeks ago. Uh, he even scored this last week. Uh, he's been playing good football. But did you did your ears maybe, you know, perk up a bit and say, oh, they got Chase Edmonds. Maybe they won't be keeping Melvin Gordon. No, n- not to the tune of, OK, well, trading Melvin, because I just kind of look at the situation for what it is. They still need the services of Melvin Gordon. And then. If you tried to pawn him off on other teams, they're probably like, ah, we're not sure that we want to trade for Melvin Gordon, knowing as though he's going to be a free agent after the season. So all of these moves, George, for me, it wasn't just about this year. It was about next year and and beyond. So that running back room is going to be a key part of this offense. And it takes me back to my time being with Mike Shanahan. We always had a bevy of running back, a stable of running backs to kind of throw at, you know, different uh, defensive units because each running back had a a different style, which was complementary of the other back. So that's how I see this offense actually working out because going back and looking at the San Francisco 49ers, they had a multitude of running backs, right? Tevin Coleman, uh, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., 
and then they acquire uh, CMC. Now they shift, they, they, they shipped off Jeff Wilson Jr. to join, to rejoin Raheem Moster and, you know, Mike McDaniel in Miami because they sent Chase Edmonds here. So this offense, you, in this offense, if you're going to run it, you need running backs. That is kind of your, your oil that greases the engine, all your running backs. So for me, the Broncos are in a great place. They have an opportunity to evaluate a lot of players. And you, you said something about Latavis Murray may not be here next year. I'm going to say uh, let's pump the brakes on that one because who's to say? He's been really productive in this offense. And the one thing that he's done thus far in this offense, when you give him touches, he falls forward. And he is the Broncos version of a Derrick Henry. So with your bruiser running back, Javante Williams being out, why not hold on to Latavius Murray, roll into 2023, and you got Chase Edmonds. That Now that is your one-two punch right there. Yeah, they've got a lot of options there. Um, I think, honestly, what they do at running back is largely dependent on Javante Williams and how he recovers, right? Um, you know, I just don't know what that looks like because it's, like we've, we've talked about before, it's beyond just the ACL injury. He's got a lot of stuff going on there. Um, so I think it, it's going to depend on kind of how confident they feel on Javante and if he can get back to his normal form. Because if he can't, or if he's going to be a while before he gets back, then I think bringing back Latavius Murray would be a really smart decision. I think he's a guy that can that can help a lot, obviously a veteran, a guy that's playing good football right now. So uh, it will be interesting. But Nick, before we get out of here, uh, here in a minute, I wanted to ask you this. There's been a lot of talks about guys being traded. Jerry Judy was brought up. KJ Hamler. Albert O. Uh, was one that a lot of people thought was going to get traded. Were you surprised at all uh, that any of those guys weren't traded today or that the Broncos didn't make any other trades? Well, I mean, I thought the Albert O situation, uh, I mean, that was a little shocking, but it goes back to what value does Albert O actually have? He hasn't really played, played a lot. He's been inactive. And when he has played, he hasn't blocked well and he hasn't really caught the ball well. So that, that was a little shocking. I thought maybe they would be able to pawn him off for maybe a six-round or seven-rounder, but I guess that's not what teams uh, saw him or valued him in that in that way. But the Jerry Judy, there were so many people pounding the table for the Jerry Judy trade. Even national media was talking about the Green Bay Packers possibly needing you know, a wide receiver, and then it was an article about the New York Giants and how you know maybe they were one receiver away, and maybe that was kind of a landing spot for Jerry Judy. But I'm glad he's here. And if there was one thing that I feel is on Nathaniel Hackett, if he were if he were asked, well, which guy would you rather keep, Bradley Chubb on a defense that's playing well, or maybe a receiver like Jerry Judy to make sure your offense is running smoothly? Of course, I'm thinking he's going to say more or less of Jerry Judy. But I'm going to tease something. We'll get into this next time. But for me, you can't get rid of Jerry Judy when Cortland Sutton hasn't really been playing like a number one wide receiver. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, I think part of the reason they didn't trade Jerry is he's starting to play really well. Uh, you know, he played really well this last week. He played really well when Brett Rippon was in there. Uh, I think he's a guy that they say, okay, let's wait another year. Let's see what else he can do this season. Uh, he's starting to hit his stride, it seems like. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a guy that, Nick, we've talked about it. He, he can end up being uh, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He has that sort of potential. And I think you're right. Cortland's kind of dropped off after really having a hot start the first few weeks. And they, they're going to need Jerry. Uh, they're going to need Jerry this year, and they're going to need him next year. So 
Uh, I wasn't too surprised that they didn't end up they, that that they didn't end up trading him. Uh, I think it was a smart move to keep him at least for another year, and he's cheap, right? Like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to extend him yet. You've got time. Uh, so I wasn't surprised by that. KJ Hamler, I didn't think they were ever going to trade him. Uh, he's also playing really good football right now when they actually throw him the ball <laughs> and when he's actually on the field, right? Um, and then Alberto, I I was a little bit surprised, but. I said it earlier. What's his What's his real worth, right? Like, is a team really going to go out there and give up a pick for a guy that hasn't played the last three weeks and really hasn't done a whole lot this entire season and, and honestly throughout his career? Probably not. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle that situation. I wouldn't be surprised if Albert, you know, says, hey, I want out after this season. Like, either cut me or trade me or do something uh, because that's how I would view it if I were him. Like, if you're not going to play me, let me go play somewhere else, right? Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do that. But I wasn't too surprised. Also, Nick, the NFL trade deadline never really uh, has a ton of trades. Like, there's always these rumors and speculation that that things are going to happen, uh, and they never really do. This year, it was a record-breaking. I don't know if you saw this, Nick, but it's record-breaking uh, in a, ten NFL trades this year, uh, which doesn't seem like a lot. Uh, ten's not that many, but it's a, it's the most ever. I believe the Dolphins were the most busy team, obviously trading for Chubb. They also traded for 49ers running back. Jeff Wilson. So, um, you know, it's definitely not the NBA or MLB where you see like all these different trades on, on, you know, the, the trade deadline day. So I wasn't too surprised. No, I mean, once again, these are teams who are looking to do one of two things being buyers or sellers, right? If you are a buyer, that means you're trying to acquire players who are going to help your team on either side of the ball, make that late playoff push run. If you were sellers, you're thinking about teams who are saying, listen, we're not playing for this year. Hopefully we're we're, kind of crossing our fingers, four-leaf clover in the back of our pockets, hoping that things will work out for us. But we are planning for the future, and the future being 2023, and hoping that they can find some quality players and some free agents to help their team perform better next year than than they are this year. So it's a very exciting time uh, in the NFL, uh, some shocking moves, but – Hey, uh, you know, this is part of the business and the part of the business of football. Right, right. It, well, another interesting day, Nick, uh, in Broncos country. Uh, seems like that that's the case every single day here uh, with this team. So uh, it's the bye week. Uh, so takes, you know, enjoy the bye week, right? You can't lose the bye week. Well, I guess you could lose. Oh, you can. Oh, 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 you can lose the bye week. Don't don't get it twisted. You know, guys disperse and go to different places, then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they end up on that four-letter network ticker. Yeah, that's how you lose the bye week. Well, I know that I'm going to get some rest this bye week. Uh, I got back last night from London, and I got back to my apartment around 5.30. When I got in my bed, Nick, at 6 o'clock to say, oh, I'm just going to take a little nap, I didn't wake up till 6 a.m. today. So I slept from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. It was a heck of a trip to London, but one that was uh, definitely a lot of fun. But uh, And then today, obviously, busy day. So we're going to talk here to George Payton here pretty soon. But uh, thanks, everybody, listening to the podcast. Uh, Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share it, uh, and we will talk to you guys again soon.